Welcome to San Francisco Ballet's Meet the Artist podcast. In this episode, you'll hear dance educator Mary Wood in conversation with Corda Ballet member Kimberly Olivier. This interview was recorded on Friday, February 23rd, 2018, before a performance of Program 3, Distinctly SF Ballet. Hope you enjoy. Again, welcome. I'm Mary Wood for the San Francisco Ballet. And in the spirit of Meet the Artist, it's my pleasure to invite you to meet artist Kimberly Marie Olivier. I got that right. Hello. <laughs> Kimberly is, uh, has been a member of the company for, tell us how many years. When um, I joined the company as an apprentice in 2009 and then as a Corte Ballet member in 2010. So you've had the opportunity to perform this famously wide variety of repertoire. Yes. <laughs> and... One of the more interesting things for you to take note of this evening is that Kimberly will actually be performing in the first ballet. Yay! <laughs> so, so we are going to be ending promptly on time, and we're going to um, beg your indulgence in letting her just skitter off uh, to finish her warm-up and get costumed. Notice she already has makeup and the hair. Um, there are so many things that I know that you could could say to our group, and so I want to just bounce around a little bit. But one of the um, things that's sort of noteworthy about our company and about your experience in it is performing this wide variety of stuff. And that means such a wide variety of styles. Mm -hmm. And we've seen you do it all. Do you have one of the styles of movement that you favor? And if so, tell us how you involve yourself in performing the classics or the contemporary or a character part. Um, repeat that last part of the question. How, how do you approach and enjoy mm. <laughs> dancing the classics or the contemporary or a character role? Well, the approaches for each one are different. Um, I definitely enjoy a lot of the contemporary pieces I've danced here. Um, for classics, though, I got to perform Big Swans in Swan Lake, and Helgi Swan Lake, and that definitely was um, an eye-opener in the classical world for me. I grew up dancing many different dance forms, so to be performing such a classical role as um, big swans was amazing. We call them, they call them swan maidens here. Backstage, we call them big swans <laughs> because we're tall. <laughs> um, I love a lot of the contemporary ballets of Yuri Posakoff, um, Val Kanaparolis, Christopher Wilden, um, starting from the beginning, I would say Ghosts for Christopher Wilden was one of my favorites. And we took it on tour to London, and he came and watched us there, and it was amazing. The only thing, we couldn't bring the shipwreck. It's this prop that they have, and it only really fits in so many um, houses, uh, theaters, and this one is special. So, But I have performed it here, and that's been great. Um, 
and in Yuri's ballet's Francesca de Rimini, based on Dante's Inferno, and that was amazing. Um, the music was Tchaikovsky, and I love that composer. <laughs> um, another ballet of his was The Rite of Spring, and that was great. That was contemporary. It was contemporary. Um, I enjoyed it especially because it opens up with the bassoon solo, and that principal bassoon player is my father-in-law, so... <laughs> if you read your program and you're comparing last names, you'll find Rufus Olivier mm -hmm. is the principal bassoon. Um, you mentioned training. Um, what was the training that brought you to be able to do such an eclectic rep, and what brought you to San Francisco Ballet School? I grew up in New York City, and I went to the ballet school of Ballet Hispanico under Tina Ramirez. And it was a great experience. I danced extensively in flamenco dancing as much as ballet. And we also did Horton, which is a modern form of dance. And occasionally, once a week, we would do jazz. And for the summer programs, we did West African dancing. And I was in the summer intensives for at least seven years. So that was always a favorite. Um, I started to delve into ballet only when I was 16 and I went away from home for a summer intensive away without my mom to Miami City Ballet and that's mainly Balanchine and I enjoyed that a lot and that was kind of my eye-opener to the ballet world full full exposure. <laughs> um, it was mostly only ballet in that summer intensive. And after that, I came here to San Francisco Ballet for the summer intensive. And we, we um, decided to, that I was old enough to leave home at age 17, and I came here for the, the year-round school. So... Did you get into the trainee program right away, or did you spend another year in the school? I was in level eight. <coughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And there are only, let's see, I think there was only mm -hmm. 12 dancers in level eight, boys and girls. So it was very mm -hmm. small. So I, we were nurtured oh, <laughs> 100%. Yeah. And um, by the end of the year, I think there are like eight of us because of injuries mm -hmm. usually. And then the next year, the following year, I was a trainee. Um, yeah. And the trainee program, I, I think most of you are aware, is, is this um, sort of, boot, somebody called it boot camp for company and uh, lots of intensive work and the opportunity to um, be more, uh, in, to perform more. Really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, mm. yeah. So um, we were chatting a little bit about um, this whole advantage that San Francisco ballet dancers have to be in new works, mm. to have works choreographed on you. Mm -hmm. And of course, we'll be talking about the Unbound Festival because that's what's on the top of everybody's mind right now. Um, but let's um, back up just a step to one of the works that's on this evening's program, which is Ibsen's House. And um, I'm sorry that you will not get to see Kimberly in it, but you have to come back to, what, tomorrow? 
Are you doing it again? Um, no, they will have a different cast on Sunday. It's all new um, members That's right. except for one, I believe. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Well, maybe some of you saw her last week. Um, <laughs> Really, really a wonderful performance. Of, Thank you. Um, the, which character is it? The Lady of the Sea. The Lady of the Sea. And so was this your first experience with Ibsen's House? I actually performed Ibsen's House in 2013. Okay. And I believe I only received one show, if my memory serves me correctly. But it was the best. <laughs> and came back opening night. And came you. back opening night. Yeah, I was third cast. Um, 2013 to Courtney Elizabeth was the original and Shannon Rugani was second cast and I was after them. So you got a chance to work in an already created work. It was already existing work, but you got to work with the choreographer. Yes. So how was that? I love Val. If he's listening, I love him. <laughs> um. <laughs> I do too, Val. <laughs> Um, working with Val was great. You enter the room and this fear of judgment is taken away. You are with the choreographer and he knows who you are as a dancer and is open-minded if he doesn't really know you personally or has known your dancing for long. And he is really into making sure you understand the intention of the movement and working with him, it was um, not just him, it was also Betsy Erickson. So with the two of them, it's really funny. Um, they make fun of each other, and it's super cute. Um, but with, the, yeah, with both of them, it was great. And then also Val brought in Mikey um, Manosa, and she was an amazing coach. I also worked with her when um, I did Lombarena, Val's Lombarena. And that was exquisite. So I worked with, with Val... Um, this is my third time, yeah, working with his his ballets, and um, yeah, it's I I think when you guys watch tonight, you can see how everyone took the character and made it their own, and we were given that liberty to do it without, um, you know, forsaking the choreography, and and we were given these papers describing our characters because it's based on a play playwright a doll's house so they made sure we knew <laughs> the character we were portraying and it was it was really fun and we got to listen to one another's stories and yeah and we're like oh yes that's why you do that movement and yeah, it was it was great and val has um a reputation we'll say for looking deep into the company past the front row of principals mm. and <clears throat> identifying <clears throat> sorry pollen um identifying the the traits that he wants um in the court of ballet and so five years ago that was to your advantage yeah and uh, it's really exciting to watch across the company and, Yes, it performing is. Performing Val's pieces. It is, yeah. And to be able to dance with um, principal dancers like Sofian Sove and Doris Andre, it's, I was definitely honored to be a part of that cast. And I would sometimes go to Val and be like, I think I need to rehearse again. I haven't touched it for two days. He's like, I trust you. You're a smart girl. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> I'm like, I am smart. I'm going to go and you know work on it. 
on my own. <laughs> well, you, um, so we mentioned this is a piece that already existed, so you just had to learn what was already there. Yes. Talk about being in a work that is being created brand new, and what parts of that do you enjoy or not? Mm. Um, I would say being in the first cast is usually the best part. Um, but for many of the new works, I, I have not been in the first cast and I've been learning off of another dancer, but for the most part, there are some choreographers that give you the liberty to, you know, give your own interpretation of the movement. Um, and the, the process can be very hard if you are not patient or if, um, you know, the, who you surround yourself with, um, might not be into it so you have to be really focused and depending on the choreographer you have to pick up the movement really quickly or sometimes you know you can take your time and it's really slow um but talk about the new the unbound festival um yeah uh, the audiences are starting to get how that all came together but quickly review the whole teams thing okay um i'm in the group in which we have Alonzo King, Edward Liang, Miles Thatcher, and Annabella Ochoa. And I've worked with Edward before, and I've worked with, um, let's see, did, not necessarily, I've worked with Miles, actually, when I was a trainee. I was a part of his first choreography, actually. Um, <laughs> we had a choreographer, a choreographer, like, um, workshop, I guess, as a trainee, and I did a piece as well, but Miles had a group of us, and he did his first piece in front of Helgi, and that's how his career started. So to be here now, many years later, and seeing a lot of his ballets, and to be a part of this new work is awesome. And another exciting part is that he um, chose a designer that was also a trainee. Her name's Sylvie Rude. And she left um, San Francisco Ballet years back, but she designs now. And so it's a, it's a really fun process to be. It's, like, it's just fun. It's fun. If I'm going to name that, it's fun. You walk into the studio with him, and um, there's no, yeah, there's no fear. It's like we are in this together to make this piece, to make your imagination come to life. And um, he's very thorough, and he, he also doesn't just look at the first cast. He looks, you know, if you were practicing in the back of the room, I've gotten many corrections. <laughs> so I, I'm appreciative towards that. Um, but. The, um, <clears throat> sorry. The, you mentioned working with just four choreographers, and we know that there are 12 works. The company was divided into three groups or teams mm -hmm. um, so that the process could be streamlined as much as it could be, which is mm -hmm. yeah. still an amazingly intense process. Um, so of the four choreographers that you worked with, um, say just a teeny bit about each one in terms of what was different, what was special, what was challenging. Mm. And then you did mention that you were in Alonzo King's Oh, yeah. Um, I'm performing Alonzo King's piece, and I also added my... Well, I didn't add myself. I asked for permission to be a part of Dwight Roden's um, group as well to experience that. Um, okay, so going down the list, let's see. 
we had Edward Liang, and he came with a vision already of what he wanted to do. Um, it was very personal piece for him and mm-hmm. very emotional. And his, the way he described, I'm not going to give it away, so um, the way he described the meaning behind his ballet was, it, it was just heartfelt, I would say. Edward Liang, heartfelt. I was touched by the piece. And even though I was, um, I think, second or third cast, I, I don't know how they really made it, but um, watching the dancers and knowing what the meaning behind the movement, I, it's like you wanted to cry afterwards. It was, and the music he chose is just, like, is beautiful as well. Um, after that, I believe it, it was in Miles Thatcher and Alonzo King kind of had two weeks, two weeks, and um, with Miles' ballet, it's, like, I already described that, so kind of get that picture. It's going to be a great piece. Um, with Alonzo King, I was actually quite excited to work with him because I've seen many of his performances here at Yerba Buena, and I had a lot of friends that were in his company. Um, so I actually... <laughs> I have a lot of history with Alonzo King's company because I grew up in New York City. So when I was in, when I was 16 years old, I saw um, them perform on when they when they toured there, and I was amazed by how quick the women moved, and that was fascinating to me. So coming here and, and seeing that, I was like, oh, I'm going to get to work with him. This is exciting. Um, and even did like some study with the dan- um, dancers in his company. I asked them a couple questions of how the process was. So I was a little prepped. Um, it's very difficult. Um, you need to be 100% focused at all times. If you miss a beat, you feel like you you know, you're 10 miles away, um, especially, like, watching the Olympics now. You see if they, like, miss something really small. It's like, no, all those points. It's like, <laughs> that was the process. It's like, no. <laughs> what happened? And it's, you know, basically, you learn the sequence in a very short period of time, and he shows it, and it, it's kind of in a, he doesn't do it full out. He marks it, and then he's like, okay, Go. And you're like, oh, wait, what? And he's like, go. And you're like, but what was that? He's like, just do it. You know, and you're like, oh. Um, <laughs> so it was, it was cool because in that process, I think he wanted to see us just interpret the movement on our own and to, to see what kind of dancers we were without being told exactly what to do. It's like, well, how do you interpret the movement? Um, the first week, we all just worked together as a whole and... It, the first week was like 100% positive and amazing, and I actually start. That's when I started experimenting on my own choreography because of that week with him. Um, I was like, "Oh, this is because he allowed you to explore your body," and so that was fun. And we were all equals because it didn't really matter um, the rank for the most part. There was a time where he was like okay just the principal dancers and we're like oh um (laughs) but it's still good to see how the principal dancers interpret the movement um there are always you know dancers to look up to you um so yeah that was Alonzo and let's see with um Annabelle that was great to have a woman choreographer we're like yeah um a lot of us (laughs) women are like this is gonna be fun um but she is fierce (laughs) 
<laughs> she's a boss. Um, she's fierce. She comes in with this background of flamenco, which I love because I studied flamenco and um, bullfighter. Um, and yeah, it was great to work with her. And the, the I, I enjoyed the movement. It's different than what we usually dance to. And that was great. We got um, a different principal dancer added to our group just for that piece. And it was Doris and she was amazing in it. So to watch her was great. Um, and then the last one, did I mention all of them? I think, oh, Dwight wrote in when I, I started working with him. And with him is similar to Alonzo, except more gracious. <laughs> he um, explained the movement a lot more. And he also had Clifford there to help. And them together was great. It was like the visionary um, and the translator. <laughs> so it was, it was great. Yeah. yeah. And to see them work together, I'm like, Oh, I get it. You know? Um, so it was, it was, that process was amazing and it was interesting because I, I was coming from the Alonzo group and a lot of the dancers in, um, Dwight Rodin's were like, Oh, this is so hard to pick up this sequence so quickly. I'm like, but he just explained it. Like, four times and we didn't get any of that <laughs> so but no it was I can understand because I felt like I just went through a mental boot camp with Alonzo so I was already I was ready for Dwight because it, it is hard he gives you this combination and the sequence of movements and you do have a short period of time to pick it up because he needs to move on and complete his ballet in the short period of time I think he's used to given to be given more time and a lot of the choreographers were You've only got this much time. It's like, a, it's a challenge, yeah. Each choreographer was given basically three weeks. Yeah. And then everything got put away, and then you did Nutcracker. Yeah. And now the season of rep. Yes. And then um, there's this moment later in the season, some of you may be looking at the um, program and saying, the National Ballet of Canada is doing Nijinsky? What's that about? Besides the fact that it will be wonderful. Mm -hmm. uh, it has to do with giving <clears throat> the dancers in San Francisco Ballet time to go back to the new works mm -hmm. and the choreographers to come and finish, finish up the new works. Mm -hmm. They have to be dressed and staged, and that's going to be an intense month coming down the pike. Yeah. Um, I, we are almost to the end of our time. I just wanted to say to those of you who might have come in late, we're having this great conversation with Kimberly Olivier, who is um, one of the artists of the company and who will be performing this evening, um, very shortly. Um, watching, being part of this choreographic process and watching these other choreographers you have an interest in choreography yourself. You kind of alluded to it. What have you done? Um, well, my first choreographic experience was when I was 16, and I went to a school called Studio Maestro, and now it's Manhattan Youth Ballet, and I was chosen to do a, a work for their end-of-the-year showcase. And it was performed at LaGuardia High School. Um, I had 17 dancers in my piece, and it was amazing. I loved that. And that, it, that was right before coming here to San Francisco Ballet. I didn't touch the choreography or working on choreography until I was a trainee and we got that opportunity. And I created a piece and we performed it um, in front of Helgi. It was very difficult because we would have to come and choreograph like at 9 in the morning before 9.30 class. And 
only the dancers that were like, yeah, I'll give you my time. And so it's like, and we're all fighting for time. So it was a very difficult process. So what they have to do for Unbound, like, is very understandable. Less pressure, obviously, as a student. Um, and then I started experimenting. I was very um, encouraged, one, by Dana, Dana Genshaft. She was a soloist here, and she started choreographing. And she did some work um, in various locations. And I was like, oh, yeah, I think I want to do that. And she, she was encouraging when I talked to her about it and to see a lot of the st um, past students that are now company members choreograph on the trainees. Um, I was like, oh, well, they're just going for it. So I just played with the idea, but I was a little discouraged um, because, I, because I didn't get picked. When I was a trainee, I thought, oh, I'm just not good at this. So I... I just didn't think it was something to pursue. And then recently when, like I was saying, um, we did the choreographic workshops or the Unbound Festival, I was like, oh, I just want to just experiment with my body. And I started playing hip-hop music because I love hip-hop music. And um, I just started playing around. And then now with social media, it's such a huge platform with Instagram and whatnot and people getting famous famous um i was like oh i'm gonna post it and then like i got so many compliments and so much like positive feedback and i'm like hmm you know and then my friends supported me as well and i was like okay so i kept doing it and people were like you should keep going this looks awesome this is great and even like some of the hip-hop artists that i was performing to their music would respond to me on instagram and that was really encouraging. Um, so I was like, okay. So I had my first performance in January of this year. And it was for an event called Raw Artists here in the city. And it was a safe place because it wasn't geared towards a ballet audience where I'm like, well, they're going to judge me. It was just people that wanted to come and support new developing artists. And I had so much support from family and friends. And I put on a show to, of like four songs I chose, and it was just me. And <laughs> I, I, I put hip-hop in it. I also had gone to Ghana this, um, in the winter of 2017, and I put some African, West African influence into that. And that was also, I was motivated with Lombarena, dancing that here, knowing that you could do that. Um, and I got great, great feedback from that performance. It was, a, I think, seven minutes of just me dancing. So, yeah. Well, I am going to make sure that we're looking out for you and Thanks. looking out for <laughs> I'm one of the old dinosaurs who am not so much in the, the social media world but mm -hmm. if somebody guides me I'm going to be sure and do that and I know that all of you follow the San Francisco Ballet website and follow the San Francisco Ballet Facebook page I hope where a lot of this appears a lot of um, um, what am I looking for uh, referrals mm -hmm. is that the right word Let's just say that it is. Okay. So by following that, you can click, keep clicking and you'll find. And with that, I have to say, I'm sorry we didn't save time for questions, but you've been offering us so much interesting stuff. I hope so, yeah. So, and given the fact that Kimberly is about ready to scamper off and um, finish getting ready to be in Paganini, uh, we are going to just simply say thank you so much. It has been a real treat <laughs> Thank for you. us to get to know you.
I know you'll in, I know you'll love this evening's performance. It's yes. a great program. So thank you all very much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to San Francisco Ballet's Meet the Artist podcast. For other podcasts and audience engagement programming, please check out sfballet.org slash explore.